Hey there, I am so excited to let you know that my upcoming book, Building Your Money Machine, is available for pre-order. Now, you might say, why do I want to pre-order a book that I'm not going to get until June 11th, 2024, when it comes out? Here's why. First off, it's going to get you access to a, a whole handful of wealth resources that you can't get anywhere else. They will go away. These are special resources, trainings and tools and, and templates that allow you to implement them into your life, to get financial freedom started in your life. The whole idea behind this book is to alight the path to financial freedom so you get the chance to live a life of choice not a life of need, to be able to choose what you do, when you want to do it, with whom you want to do it with. And yet we seem to not want to talk about financial freedom or money or wealth because we demonize it. But the fact is, is that it's just a tool. And if we use the tool correctly, we have a richer lifestyle, but we have a deeper impact. People's lives are better. And I want to have that conversation and I want to have it frankly. I want to have it openly. I want to give you the step-by-step -step process to get yourself the financial freedom. And that's what this book does for you. It's about getting your money to work harder for you than you did for it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to yourmoneymachinebook.com. Check out the wealth resources that you get for free, but they're going to expire. So you need to pre-order the book today, put your information in, and then we'll make sure that we get you the resources to get you on the road and on the path to financial freedom. And until I get a chance to see you on the road or see you on that path, always, always strive to live a life that outlives you. See you soon. And then welcome to this episode of the Affluent Entrepreneur Show. This one's a cool one. We're talking to a friend of mine, Rory Vaden. Uh, Rory is he's a Hall of Fame speaker, but more importantly, he helps people get their message out in the world in a way that allows them to live their calling. We talk about personal branding. We talk about the connection between personal branding, revenues, and your wealth. If you're looking to try and take your knowledge out in the world, if you're looking to, to build wealth and you have expertise, we start to break down the recipe of how to take that expertise and make it the income stream that allows you to build the wealth on your path to financial freedom. Enjoy this episode. I'd love to hear what you got to say. All right. See you in the episode. Cheers. This is the Affluent Entrepreneur Show for entrepreneurs that want to operate at a high level and achieve financial liberation. I'm your host, Mel Abraham, and I'll be sharing with you what it takes to create success beyond wealth so you can have a richer, more fulfilling lifestyle. In this show, you'll learn how business and money intersect so you can scale your business, scale your money, and scale your life while creating a deeper impact and living with complete freedom. Because that's what it really means to be an affluent entrepreneur. Hey there, Rory. So glad to have you on the show, man. Uh, we have known, we've run in circles for many, many years, um, and we finally reconnected again. It's so cool to have a chance to chat with you. Yeah, Mal. Thanks. It's it's my pleasure, buddy. And I think we met the first time in person. I was speaking at Shalene Johnson's event, and I know that you guys have been friends for a long time, and I'd heard about you, you know, your reputation preceded you, but um, and now just, I'm, I'm glad that we finally made this come together, brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So good for, for those of the people that are listening. Um, first off, 
I want to let them know who Rory Vaden is, what Brand Builders is, what you do, where you've come from. And for those of you that don't know who he is, shame on you. Y'all should know. <laughs> and you will well, by the end of the show. Thanks, man. I, I, I mean, I, I consider my personal area of study the psychology of influence, um, which is moving people to action. And that's that would be I would how I would define the arc of my entire career. But um, my wife and I, uh, sold a company back in 2018, and uh, ever since that time, that we we had we had started a company in 2006. We grew that to eight figures in annual revenue. We had about 200 people. We sold that company in 2018, and and ever since 2018, we have ex that's when we started Brand Builders Group. So for like the last five years, we have been exclusively focused on providing personal brand strategy for what we call mission-driven messengers. So we, what a CMO would be to a company is what we do, but exclusively for experts. Um, and some of our clients would be people like uh, Lewis Howes, Ed Milet, Eric Thomas, you know, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, Tom and Lisa Bilyeu, Peter Diamandis, Amy Porterfield, Jasmine Starr, um, all clients of ours. But most of our clients are not like those people. Those people are, have become very, very well known. Um, we've worked with them in you know varying levels of, of involvement. Lewis has been, Lewis was our very first client. We started working with Lewis in 2018. We've worked the most with Lewis, the most closely with Lewis and the longest with Lewis's team. But our other 700 active clients are just people who, they feel a calling, right? They feel like they have a message they want to get out to the world. And so we help them grow their reach um, and grow their reputation and and thereby grow their revenue as a byproduct of that. So cool. And one of the things that I always like hearing from you, you know, whether it's your show or, or watching on stage or also our conversations of late is just how you think, how you see this this arena and the the value and the importance of this idea of hey if you've got knowledge if you've got expertise if you're a service provider type of a thing you got to be a personal brand that mm -hmm. that otherwise you know i come from the bean counters i mean i'm an accountant so <laughs> we ticking that's another times. reason i like you because my undergrad was accounting a lot of people don't know that but like <laughs> i'm a i'm a i'm a spreadsheet nerd uh and i love <laughs> i love me some numbers and uh so we have that in common yeah but how do you how do you stand out because here's my my belief I, you know I, we talk a lot about money and to the extent that we can elevate our income we can accelerate our wealth and mm -hmm. One of the best ways for experts and and folks with wisdom can elevate their income is the personal brand, is totally. how they're seen in the world. Yeah. So we, you know, if you follow that, you know, line of thinking, go, okay, to create wealth, I want to create more income. To create income, I need to create revenue. And and one of the one of the very first frameworks that we teach is called the reputation formula. And it is that reputation precedes revenue and reputate results times reach equals reputation. So we would say results times reach equals reputation. Reputation precedes revenue. Revenue precedes income. Income precedes wealth, right? So that's how I'd connect kind of our expertise and yours together. But 
when people hear the word personal branding, they think the wrong things. Uh, the the at least according to us, right? Like when people hear the word personal brand, too often they think like, oh, that's you're talking about social media, or you're talking about my my color palette, or my fonts, or my <laughs> logo, or they think websites or funnels, or or they think like YouTube or podcasting, and all of those things are in some ways parts of personal branding. But the way that we define personal branding is more fundamental than that, Mel. The way that we define it is that personal branding is simply the digitization and the monetization of your reputation. The digitization and monetization of reputation. So it's really about reputation. It's about trust. And one of the things that our firm, Brand Builders Group, did um, it recently is we we partnered with a PhD academic research um, firm, and we studied, we conducted a nationwide research study called the Trends in Personal Branding National Research Study. And this is weighted to the U.S. population, but it's statistically valid, it's empirically accurate, you know, PhD validated. And we found that 74% of Americans say they are more likely to trust someone if they have an established personal brand. 74% say they're more likely to trust you. And so what this really comes down to is like, it's not followers and vanity metrics and bestsellers and, and you know, just making money. It's about trust and yeah. trust is reputation. And so that's where we start. And we're just going... Um, a lot of our clients are professional service providers. So our, our number one clients are like authors, speakers, coaches, consultants. Uh, obviously, you know, some of the top podcasters in the world are also clients of ours. But like we, we you know, we think of them as experts. Um, and and a very close second would be professional service providers, accountants, doctors, lawyers, anyone whose whose personal brand and personal reputation and personal face ties directly to their small business. Uh, and, and even big businesses, uh, those are people that we're working with uh, because that's it's all about trust and reputation precedes revenue. I, I love how you connected it and then in this idea of trust. I remember when I had the martial arts studio for 11 years, you know, sitting with my instructors and saying, too often we get caught up and confuse the commodity with what the true product is. And, they, and I said, what do we sell? And they said, self-defense. And I said, no, that's the commodity. They said, how do we want them to feel? How do we want them to believe? And what do we want them to have when they walk out? And it came down to caring. We wanted everyone to feel cared for in that environment. I said, now, if we went on the, on the mat to go teach three techniques, how do you create a caring environment and them feeling cared for through those three techniques? Will it change the way you teach? Will it change the way you show up? And the answer is yes. And so- I think too often we get confused. I'm an author, so I write books. I'm a speaker, so I speak words. But you said it. We're messengers. And if in the communication of that message, we can't get to that level of trust, the message isn't going to land, which means we don't have the impact that we're actually trying to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll share with you the single greatest piece of personal branding advice that I've ever received. Um, this is not a quote 
uh, this is not a Rory Vaden original quote. I actually heard this originally from a gentleman named Larry Wingett. And I heard this early in my career. And the moment that I heard this quote, I, it changed everything for me because as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is so brilliant. This, this is the secret. This is what it's all about. And here's what Larry said. He said, the goal is to find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. Find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And that hit me immediately. I was like, oh, that's, that is it. That is what this should look like. Now, Larry was never really in the business of teaching people how to find their uniqueness. And so when we started Brand Builders Group, we said, that's what we're going to do is we're going to develop a process that, you know, as part of helping people build their reputation, growing their reach, building their revenue, we're first going to help people find their uniqueness um, so that they can exploit it in the service of others. And so um, the the first part of our journey is uh, a process that we call finding your brand DNA. And it's there's six questions that we take people through. Um, we can we can run through as many of them as you want here to go, how do you find that uniqueness? How do you find that starting off point? How do you figure out what makes you different from all the other accountants out there, or all the other martial arts, you know, you know, training schools or all the other lawyers or all the other doctors, like what makes you really different? How do you find your uniqueness? Um, and so these six questions kind of walk you through that because if you can't articulate that and if you don't know what makes you unique and different, there's not really a good chance that anyone else is going to be able to articulate it for you. So good. Um, and you're right. I mean, how often do we come to something, especially in today's environment, because we do get caught up and think, well, it's an Instagram following. It's a TikTok following. That's all I got to do. But there's a, there's so much more to it. There's a lot of depth to it. If we're intending to bring value to the market, impact to people and get paid for it in the long term, there's a lot more work that needs to be done. Yeah, totally. And and part of it is just communicating. You and I were talking about this before we we started was being able to communicate what is the value that you provide. And uh, and for us, that's the genesis of where a, the personal brand journey begins. Um, so all, all in, this is a little bit overwhelming for people sometimes to hear, but you know, I mentioned that we've been working with like Lewis House for over five years. That's because all in Brand Builders Group has 14 completely different two-day experiences. That's what our that represents our full curriculum is 14 different two-day experiences. But on day one of the first one and the first lesson, the first starting point of the whole journey is being able to answer. And we ask people to answer this one simple question with one word. And we tell them that if you can't answer this one question with one word, you're going to struggle through the rest of the process um, because of something called called Sheehan's wall, which we also also talk about. But the genesis of building a great personal brand is being able to answer this question. What problem do you solve? In one word, what problem do you solve for your audience in one word? Because what people really spend money on is solutions to problems, right? We think of money in terms of luxuries like homes and cars and vacations, but the reality is we only spend that kind of money when we have that kind of money. 
But if the water heater breaks, we come up with the money. If you know, we get a flat tire, we find the money. If our kid gets sick and goes needs to go to the hospital, we find the money. We pay money fastest. People will pay money fastest to solve problems. So if you want to assert yourself as unique in the market, if you want to attract money the quickest, you need to be the clearest about what problem you solve. Um, so for example, at Brand Builders Group, the problem that we help people solve is obscurity which means to be unclear, untrusted, or unknown. Many of our clients, like our perfect client is somebody that we would describe as the world's best kept secret. They are a true expert. They know their profession forward and back, inside and out, up, down, and all around, but nobody outside of their immediate network and their, you know, their immediate clients knows them. When it comes to online, it's like, they go, why am I not? On? I should be on that podcast. I know more about this topic than that person. How come I'm not on that stage? How come it's not my book on the bookshelf, you know, with the New York Times bestselling author thing? And, you know, I shared with you, we just recently last week helped our 14th client. 14 times we've helped a client become a New York Times or a Wall Street Journal bestselling author. And um, the so we have a heart for that person. And but most people, the reason they're struggling with obscurity is not because they're not smart enough. It's because of something called Sheehan's Wall. So the way to think about this, Mel, is that in, in any in any environment, like any industry or any group of people, um, uh, there's there's two different groups. There are people who are unknown. They're struggling with obscurity. And then there are those people who are well-known. They, they have notoriety. They're recognizable in their industry. So in between those two groups is this huge wall that we call Sheehan's Wall. We named this after Peter Sheehan. This was uh, his original concept that we learned from him that we've kind of adapted and, and we named it after him. He didn't name it after himself. But what most of us do is those of us who are unknown, we look at the people who are well-known and we go, I want to do all the things that they do, right? And so we look at um, Tony Robbins and we go, oh man, he talks about relationship mastery and business mastery and date with destiny and, and personal development and money. And he has got a book on health and, uh, he teaches all these different things. Or we look at the rock, right? And it's like, oh, he's got a tequila line and he's got a clothing line and he, he's, he's an actor and he's a wrestler and he's a comedian and, uh, or, or Oprah does all these things. And we, or Gary Vaynerchuk's a good example, right? And it's like, he talks about sports and music and, and uh, social media and business and all this stuff. And so we talk about too many different topics and we bounce off the wall. We, we then have too many different business models uh, and we bounce off the wall because every time we turn on Facebook, like we look, we get into Facebook, we see someone talking about, oh, masterminds is the way to go or coaching or consulting or recurring revenue of membership sites, or no, you need to launch a course or you should have eBooks. And so we have all these different revenue streams. We have all these different audiences and we go, well, gosh, I really want to serve, you know, you know, entrepreneurs, but I have a heart for like young kids in high school and also for single moms and also like military vets. And so we have too many audiences and then we're on too many platforms, right? It's TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. and So we have too many audiences, too many messages, too many topics, too many platforms, too many revenue streams. And this is why people bounce off the wall. It's because of one of our core fundamental beliefs that we have found true 100% of the time which is that if you have diluted focus, 
you get diluted results. If you have diluted focus, you get diluted results 100% of the time. And so most of what we do is just help people figure out what's the one problem to solve? What's the one audience to serve? What's the one revenue stream or business model that matters to which all others should be subservient to? And if you just figure out what your uniqueness is, that, that series that series of one things, then you will break through the wall on that one thing. And then once you're on the other side of the wall, once you're well known for that one thing, then you can expand into all sorts of stuff. You can talk about all sorts of topics, right? Like Tony Robbins could do whatever he want. He's Tony Robbins. He, everybody knows him. He's got millions of followers. He knows all the you know influencers on the planet. He's got tons of money. So, but that's not, he didn't become he didn't Tony start Robbins. there. He didn't yeah. start there. Yeah. yeah. So figuring out where you break through the wall. This is this is brilliant because I there's so many times I have conversations with, you know, budding entrepreneurs when I tell them, hey, let's get focused on one thing. And they go, but th there's this perception that if I take the shotgun approach, isn't there more people that I can go to that will buy from me and therefore I have a higher probability of success? And I'm saying, no, no. <laughs> Not even close. No, no, nor is it the most profitable. Um, so there's a there's a concept uh, that we talk a lot about called fractal math, right? So what happens is, you know, we tell people focus on one revenue stream. Um, you know, we don't believe in multiple streams of income. Not when people are first starting. We believe that almost every person who has gotten wealthy has not gotten wealthy from having multiple streams of income. They got wealthy through having one freaking amazing stream of income. They did one thing really well. They got rich from one thing. And then once you have a lot of money, then you diversify. Then you spread around, you, 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 you mitigate your risk. But that's not how you get wealthy. You get wealthy by focusing and creating one thing that performs yes. really well. So the concept of fractal math is that 10% of your audience will buy something, they will invest, 10 times more than what they just invested. So 10% of your audience will invest at a level 10 times higher than what they just invested in. So what it teaches you to do is to focus on going deeper with your current customers or even asking the question, which customer can I serve in the deepest way? Because let's say you have a product that costs $30 and you have a thousand people, you get a thousand people to buy it. So if you get a $30 product, you get a thousand people to buy it, you generated 30 grand in revenue. Well, if you wanted to double your revenue or double your income, on the one hand, you go, oh, no problem. I just need to go get another thousand customers, which is true, but that's the most expensive way to double your revenue. Getting new customers is the most expensive revenue there is. Acquiring new customers is expensive. The cheapest, fastest, most profitable revenue is to serve your existing customer in a deeper way. And that's where fractal math comes into play is to say that 10% of your customers. So if you had a thousand people pay you $30, fractal math says that 10% of your customers, which would be a hundred people. So 10% of your thousand, a hundred would invest 10 times more than what they just invested. So instead of buying a $30 product, they'd spend $300 with you. So now you have a hundred people 
buying a $300 product, which is 30,000 in revenue. You just doubled your revenue without adding any customer acquisition cost, CAC, $0 in customer acquisition cost. All you're doing is serving your current audience in a deeper way. And you it keeps going, right? So you said, okay, if I sold 100 of my customers a $300 product, 10% of those people, which would be 10 people, would buy a $3,000 product. So now I got 10 people buying $3,000. I just generated another 30 grand. And 10% of those people, which would be one, one out of those 10 people, would actually give you $30,000. So you have quadrupled your revenue without adding a single customer in your whole acquisition mix. Um, and so, you know, we just, we've done this several times. So Brand Builders is our second eight-figure business that we've started from scratch and our sixth multi-seven-figure business. And yet we've never had millions of followers. And uh, and my wife always says, she's she's our CEO. She's, her name's AJ. She says, uh, you don't need millions of followers to make millions of dollars. Everyone's chasing millions of followers and they become they become Twitter rich and dollar broke. Meanwhile, if you just served a small subset of your customers in a deeper way through Sheehan's wall and being more focused, you would create way more money. And what's wild is it's not only will you make more money, it's easier. It's way easier to, to do it that way. It's just not what everyone sees on the internet. It, it isn't. And what they see on the internet isn't reality. It's, it's, it's a perception. So it's, it's interesting because I literally just had this conversation with some of my team. And and I said, because they were so focused on initially, you know, Instagram growth and this, I said, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. What I want is the right people in the right conversations with me that I know I can serve and that I can continue to serve because the financial journey is a lifelong journey. So I don't ever want to look at it transactional. I want to look at it relational. And I want to look at how do we deepen and 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 create this long-term relationship. And I think that's that's what you're getting at. And when you start to look at that whole concept comes down to this idea of lifetime value of the customer, which is huge. And you we tend to look at the surface and go, well, I'm only selling a $29 product. No, 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 no. Because you just showed us how that $29 product leads to a $30,000 sale. Yeah, it, it totally does. And, and going back to that study, you know, I mentioned that we did this trends and personal branding national research study. Um, and um, the um, 58% of Americans said that they are willing to pay more money to receive the same service from a personal brand versus a corporate brand. So like the more they recognize you, the more likely they are to do business with you. It's like people want to do business with people. We sort of know that intuitively, but they will actually spend more money with you because they like you. They trust you. They want they want to know you. Um, and so a big part of uh, another big thing that comes up, Mel, with people early on in helping them find their uniqueness is figuring out the who. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Simon Sinek fan. I, I love Start With Why. I love pretty much everything Simon's ever written. But when it comes to personal brands, we actually don't recommend that personal brands start with why. We recommend that they start with who. 
because the sooner you're clear on who you're trying to reach, the sooner it becomes clear on where you should be producing content, how, what you should be, what, what products you should be offering, how much you should be charging. Um, and so if you can, if there's a shortcut, it's to get clear on the who, but so many of us go, well, my stuff applies to everybody. Um, you know, I want to serve everybody. My, my, you don't understand, like my goal setting methodology applies to everybody to which, to which I would say, well, let it, it can apply to everyone, but don't try to get it. Don't try to get it to everyone. Focus on getting it to one specific small group and other people will come along for the ride. And people say, well, okay, how do I know which group to focus on? Um, and this is something that we started training our strategists internally. So we're a one-on-one coaching company, by the way. So we don't like focus on selling courses. Like we do one-on-one strategy work, human to human, helping people craft. We want to hear their personal story. We want to know, like we want to know them. Um, and so we have strategists. We have like a, a couple dozen strategists on our team. And when we started scaling up and I was you know, training this, our team on how to spot somebody's uniqueness, we started to realize this pattern, which led us to this insight, which has been truly transformational for a lot of people. Um, and what we realized is this, that you are always most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Yeah. You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. The audience that you can serve in the deepest way is an audience of people who are who you were several years ago, right? The the reason why we serve speakers and authors in such a deep way is because I've been on stage since I was 17 years old, right? So I was inducted into the Professional Speaking Hall of Fame like when I was 37, I had a TED talk go viral when I was like 33. I, I won uh, the world championship of public speaking. Uh, I was a, a top 10 finalist in that when I was in my 20s, right? I know the world of speaking inside and out, forwards and backwards, the art of speaking, the business of speaking, how to set your fees, how to negotiate fees, where to find gigs, how to work with speakers bureaus, what needs to be in your demo video, your press kit, like we know that world. We also had a multi seven figure speakers bureau that my wife started that we sold back in 2018. That was part of the roll up that, uh, in, on our exit in our, in our first exit. So we know that world we've helped 14 authors counting myself become New York times or wall street journal, bestselling authors. We know everything there is to know about how bestseller lists work and, and what it takes to hit them and the volume and the BISAC codes and the publishers that hit and how to get those deals and who controls those relationships. Like we know that because we are that. So when somebody says, oh, I want to write a book and go like, just give me your credit card now and trust me, like I can serve you very deep. So you got to figure out who is that for you, right? And 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 the answer for all of us is who we once were. So part of what I would encourage you to do as, you, as you're listening to this is ask yourself, what problem have you pushed past? What challenge have you conquered? What obstacle have you overcome? What tragedy have you triumphed over? What setback have you survived? Whatever that is for you, that pain is a part of preparing you into becoming the person that you were made to be in the future for someone else. It creates context and meaning 
And it's so simple, right? It's so obvious that you go, man, if somebody is going through that experience, I can serve them because you've lived it and you understand in a visceral way. But entrepreneurs are afraid to commit to one audience. And so they become generalists and they walk away from money and impact at the same time. And they wonder why the fulfillment isn't there. Because, yeah. because it's just not, it's not, it's not that calling that, that, that they, were, they were meant to be on a path on. So let me clarify something just so I'm clear on it. it. You said who first, but is it really the what first, the problem you solve first and then the who? Yeah, so that's a good question. So we actually, in our process, we ask what problem. So we ask what problem do you solve? Mm-hmm. Um, so question number one is what problem do you solve? Question number two is what are you passionate about? And so we collect this sort of brain dump. And then we come around to the question of, okay, who do you serve? And so questions number three and four in our brand DNA helix. So it's it's six questions that they really operate in pairs, kind of like chromosomes. So questions three and four, question three is what have you researched? Um, Which is what do you have academic or head knowledge of? And question four is what results do you have? Like what have you actually done? So questions three and four pair together to solve the who question. Questions one and two are really about the what. So in our process, we don't start with who. Our process starts with like what, but we get to the answer when we ask the who, because that's when it all, it all clicks. Like everything is kind of obscure. And then you go, the light bulb comes on when you go, oh my gosh, this person that's out there who I used to be, I can rock their world. I know exactly what they need, when they need it, how it needs to be delivered to them because I've already been down that path. And that is not only a profitable plan for your business, it's a purposeful plan for your life. I guess, and, and how much easier is that versus trying to create something that you don't have, you haven't lived? So, and I know we're coming to the, to the, to the end of our time. So I want to, I want to make sure that we do a couple of things. One is, is making sure how people can get in touch with, with you, your team to deepen these conversations, because I truly believe, especially those that are speakers, authors, trainers, coaches, knowledge and wisdom, uh, trying to put it out there, uh, in a way the more you can create this personal brand, this distinction in the marketplace, the higher you get paid, the faster you find the income that you need to create the financial freedom you deserve. And I think financial freedoms are birthright. So that's just a core belief in my world. And so I want to be able to do that. And then what's the next, what's the first step that they all should be thinking about? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing is we got to talk to you, right? And we got to know, we want to hear your story. We want to understand who you are. We want to hear what your dream is. And that's why we we actually, Mel, will, we will do the first strategy conversation with everybody completely for free. Um, so if you go to freebrandcall.com forward slash Mel Abraham, so freebrandcall.com forward slash Mel Abraham, you can fill out a, a, a form there and we will do the first call with you for free. Um, we'll want to hear your story. We'll want to get an assessment of like, where are you at on your journey? And some of the people we work with, right? I mean, Ed Milet, Lewis Howes, Eric Thomas, like you don't get much bigger than them as a personal brand. They got millions of followers. We work with those people. Some of the people we work with 
are complete brand new beginners. They're actually like at a corporate job. They don't even have a side business or they haven't really become an entrepreneur. They're thinking about it. Most of our clients are kind of intermediate, right? They're, they're sort of anywhere along the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the first thing. Just freebrandcall.com slash Mel Abraham. Request a call with our team. And then we will we'll, we'll give you an assessment after we hear kind of your vision and where you're at. We'll go, here's here's what we think. And we'll share with you our whole formula, like the big picture that we take everybody through. Um, and then we'll kind of like guide you on whether or not we think we might be able to work with you or refer you to someone else. Um, but that that's the very first thing to do. I, I love that. And, and and what a what a gift, dude. Thank you so much for for making that offer to 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 my audience. Yeah, yeah, it's our pleasure, man. And I know uh, you know a lot of our friends like you that host these podcasts, I know it's like I know your heart, Mel, right? Like I know that if you had all the time in the world, you would talk to everybody one-on-one, but it's just like your time's pretty valuable. Like it's hard to, you know, you got you got high-profile clients and stuff and and it's um so we just, we have a team that's built for that to just like get to know people. And so we would, we would love to chat. Um, and then the last thing I would leave everybody with Mel is just going, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a million reasons why you should do this, right? Make more money, make more impact. Um, there's really only one reason why people don't. And it's because they feel fear. It's because they're scared. They go, I don't like the way I look on camera. I I don't know that. I don't know that anybody would follow me. I don't know that anyone would listen to what I said. I mean, you know, Brene Brown and Mel Robbins and Brandon Burchard, they, like they've already written books that are kind of on my topic. Um, and you only, there's only one time you feel fear and it's when you're thinking about yourself. Fear oh. is so self-centered, but there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. There, There is no fear when you stop worrying about are people going to like me? Am I going to say the right thing? Am I qualified? And you realize you go, there's somebody out there right now who is searching and begging and pleading and possibly on their hands and knees, literally praying for answers to questions that you know, like the back of your hand, because you've gone through exactly what they have gone through. Tony Robbins hasn't, Brene Brown hasn't, Gary V hasn't, like, pick your person, but you have, you've gone through exactly what they've gone through and they can only hear it from you. And so there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear because we believe that the calling that you're feeling on your heart to get your message out in the world is the result of a signal that is being sent out by somebody else. That what you're feeling is an, is an actual signal um, that that is being sent out where somebody is seeking help and you are the answer to that prayer. You are the recipient of that signal. They are your, you have been perfectly equipped to serve them in their time of need. And every moment that you delay on responding to their need is one moment longer that they stay in their suffering. Um, And so I just would encourage you to listen to that call and, um, you know, be willing to go get it. You know, uh, this, uh, this is a beautiful way to, to cap this off because I think if you just look into yourself, the, the readers, uh, the, the listeners, the viewers, just look into yourself because you were put here for that reason. You were put here for a specific reason. Sometimes it takes a little longer for, for us to, to find it and define it and refine it. But, but the key is that when you get to those last days to look back and go, 
I live my reason. And what you're really doing is giving them the opportunity and the gift to live into that calling, to live into that reason. And uh, it's why we get along so well and why I'm so, so uh, glad that we had a chance to reconnect after so many years, Rory, and, and love the stuff that you're doing and helping people do because they get to live their dreams. They get to help people have their dreams in the same process that you help them. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Rory, taking the time. Um, making the offer to, to everyone. Everyone go to links. We'll make sure it's they're, they're hooked up in the description and the show notes and take advantage of this to have the opportunity to, to get maybe some clarity and move you forward to the next step. So, um, and uh, thank you again, Rory, for being here, man. My pleasure, Mal. We, we, we love you, man. Wish you all the best. Thanks so much for having me. And the rest of you, as you always know, I always say, that as you live, to always strive to live a life that outlives you. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Affluent Entrepreneur Show with me, your host, Mel Abraham. If you want to achieve financial liberation to create an affluent lifestyle, join me in the Affluent Entrepreneur Facebook group now by going to melabraham.com forward slash group, and I'll see you there.